BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have a name for our people yet, do we? Oh, no, wait, we don't. I think we oh, came up cute. with one. What? Caroline had one. What is it, Caroline? Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked oh, Ladies. Oh, I like that. I, I, told, naked I told her it totally excludes the, like, four men we still have hanging on here. <laughs> I guess the four men you have hanging on Want to be called bare naked ladies? I, yeah, yeah. they definitely. All that's I can funny. think of is chicken, the China, the Chinese chicken. That's all I know, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Okay. Well, hello, all of you. Thank you for listening to us today. We are here with Barely Filtered with Kristen and Aurora. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Sophia Culpo. She is a model, a lifestyle, and digital creator. She's a nutrition expert and most famously, my younger sister. <laughs> you may recognize her from the HBO docuseries, The Culpo Sisters, or you might just remember me, where she gives you a glimpse into the world of the life of a Gen Zer, right? Am I? 96. Isn't that like the cusp? You're, I just meant like the tiktok younger girl. I'm younger than yes, her. Can whatever. You know? Just that like young world that I don't know anything about. Where you'll see that she's trying to carve out her own path in the oftentimes heavy shadow of some big personalities in her family. Sophia is a spokesperson for digestive health, positive body image, and mental health. Sophia, thank you so much for joining thank us at you. this at this early hour. I know 11 o'clock is usually a time that you're still asleep. <laughs> so I really appreciate you, you know, waking up early for us. You're welcome. And I just would like to say the sleep paralysis is gone. I'm a healthy girly now. Yeah. So I, I, I make fun of her because like... I, I'm an early riser and like I feel like society really values somebody who wakes up early. The early bird gets the worm. But I will say that there's actually something like in your DNA that makes you more likely to want to sleep later. And Sophie has just always been a late sleeper. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to be like, you're lazy. But you kind of stay up late too, right? I have a lot of sleeping issues. Yeah. Like I have a hard time falling asleep. Like I'll just lay there and like sing songs in my head. And I'm like, I really would love to be sleeping right now. But my brain is like, No. Right. But a lot of that I've learned was actually linked to like things in my life and just like health, mental health, anxiety. And now I wake up early on my own, which is like a new thing. Wow. Maybe that means that you've healed that part of you. I think I did. I really think I did. Well, Soph, now that you bring it up, (laughs) we're just going to jump right in. Because this is what I think. Let's just... Let's just let's just do it. Let's Why just, do we have you here today? <laughs> what do people well, want to hear? In recent news, you've been, you know, we Google your name and there's yeah. all these articles and we have to cover it. I know it's like what the people want to want to hear, but I want to hear it from you because we can easily find articles, speculation, other people, parties involved. But we are here to talk about you and how 
this recent breakup has affected your life, your mental health, physical health, amongst other things, trolls. Physical it, health, my heart is pounding through my chest because like, I, I don't like, I know. I want it all to just disappear. No, I know. I'm just kidding. It's not. But this is when you can <laughs> tell your piece because obviously you've seen trolls who have, we're obviously, we're referring to her ex, Braxton Berrios, who had or has a relationship with TikTok star Alex Earl. You've seen it. But we want to hear your story, your side, and how it affected you as a person. Like, kind of walk us through those, you know, last year, like yeah. that November, December, January months. Like, what was that like? What was that time frame like? So I think for me, I, I, everybody says it, and it's the biggest cliche that, like, your heartbreak or, like, your lowest low will always bring you to, like, your highest calling or, like, your your highest self or just, like, really connected to yourself. And at the time you hear that and you're like, yeah, totally, I'm going to get there. <laughs> but like when you get there, you really are so grateful for the experience of it all. I think heartbreak is a universal experience. It's a human experience. And something that I would kind of tell myself to try and just get through it is to like feel all the feels, but also like be grateful that you're actually here to feel this and to experience this. Because at the end of the day, like we're all human. We all go through it. And if you don't go through it, like our mom has never had her heart broken. So when I was going through this, she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can you move on though? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't get it, which would feel really isolating. But yeah, no, that was a very, it was a blind side. It was, why do I want to sing? But this ain't my mama's broken heart. Yeah, Is that a it. Carrie Underwood song? It's not my mama. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that song. So, so Sophie, for, I know you're trying to be like uh, Jay Shetty on me, but we want to know Jay, the details. Yeah, yeah, we so want to know the details. Let's, let's, let's take it back to you. People don't may or may not know this, but you were living with this person. You were together for what, two years? Two, two years. Yeah. yeah two and and years. you think like you're going to marry this person, right? Yeah. And then blindsided. Right. Can you tell us what happened like in your experience when that went down and he was like, we're done? So we were dating two years. And as much as he loves to go on his social media and say it was like a healthy, happy relationship, there was like a lot of things in privacy that I had to deal with that I didn't really talk to anybody about Mm -hmm. because I quite honestly didn't understand fully what the situation was, but I knew something felt off. Did you know and the moments in, you know, your private relationship that there was things that were happening that weren't healthy? Or did you yes. look back now and realize? No, I knew things were not healthy in the relationship. And you kept quiet. So why did you move from L.A. to live with him in New Jersey then? Well, I think when you're so young and you like fall for this super handsome, charismatic, outgoing like person that's into you. I was 24 long distance wasn't an option. It wasn't something he wouldn't do. So I made that sacrifice. I was like, well, we're in love. Like, I'm going to do it. Which looking back, like that's, is that something I regret doing? Like, I don't know, but I do think when you're young and when you're in love, like you make these decisions mm-hmm. and that's something you learn from. Like, will I ever do that again? No, yeah, I'll never do but that again. For what do you love? mean? You'll never move across the country for a guy? Not after two weeks of dating. That was uh, nuts. Like, you were, what? You were only dating weeks. for two weeks? No, you weren't. Yes, we were. You were dating for two weeks when you decided to move across country? Yeah. Why did nobody tell me th- about this at the time? <laughs> we met January 8th, started dating January 28th. We were doing like a little bit of back and forth visiting. And by the time it was Valentine's Day, I was like, we were wow. like inseparable. Well, I kind of feel like also this is a lesson just because you were not happy with the situation you were living in. With, you were, Sophie was living with Olivia mm-hmm. and and 
you know, paying rent and everything. Yeah. But like, come on, living with your older sister is just not really well, there ideal. There was also, you know, me and Olivia's dynamic. Like she could just be so mean to me sometimes. And I was like, this isn't healthy for me. And then I find someone who's like warm to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. This feels good. But lesson learned there is you will never have any external sense of like peace, happiness, like that you really do have to find in yourself. I just learned that. So that's my Jay Shetty on you today. <laughs> Okay, so funny enough, I go to record this next ad spot and my assistant actually calls me and was like, what's your DoorDash order? Well, funny enough, this is for DoorDash. I was never a DoorDash person. I never ordered food to the house. But since having three kids and just really (laughs) spreading myself thin and adding as many jobs as possible and projects, DoorDash has really actually became a lifesaver for me. Something I've actually, a little trick we've done and I'll share with you guys, is when we land from the airport, because we actually do a ton of travel as a family, we land and immediately I'm like, okay, I'm 20 minutes out from my house. So I'll order DoorDash. So by the time I get home, I am starving from a day of travel. I feel disgusting. I go and shower. And by the time I'm done, I have fresh food ready to go. So I absolutely love DoorDash. It's made my life so much more convenient. It's great for a family. And if you use it enough like me, you can actually get zero dollars delivery on all eligible orders with a DoorDash membership. So if you want to try DoorDash, if you haven't already, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order for up to a $20 value when you use the code FAIRLYFILTERED at checkout. So that's a limited time offer with terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimal subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Barely filtered. Don't forget that's code barely filtered for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, everybody, fall is here. Everybody has on their cute sweaters and their boots. The only problem is that it's still 900 degrees out. And I don't know about you guys, but I have been sweating lately trying to make fall happen with my wardrobe. (laughs) So, you know what? I started using this new deodorant and it's amazing because it is odor control everywhere. So not just for your armpits, you can use it on your boob sweat, you can use it on your inner thighs, you can use it really anywhere that you might be experiencing some odor. And let's be honest, it happens to everybody. Lumi was formulated by an OBGYN, it controls pH, it blocks odor all day long, and controls odor for up to 72 hours. You cannot get this from your traditional deodorant. What they do is they use something different. They don't just use fragrance to block the odor. They use something called mandelic acid. And this actually helps to stop the odor before it even starts. It's paraben-free, it's fragrance-free, and it's baking soda-free. Control body odor anywhere. Use code BARELYFILTERED for $5 off your starter pack at lumipodcast.com. That's $5 off your starter pack at Lumi, L-U-M-E, podcast.com when you use code BARELYFILTERED. That's code BARELYFILTERED for $5 off your starter pack at Lumi, L-U-M-E, podcast.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, my name is Morgan Cohen. 
I'm a 25-year-old girl that's still trying to figure out life just like everyone else. I'm starting this podcast to make sense out of all the messes I've made in my life. And believe me when I say I've made countless amounts of messes in these last 25 years. On the Morgan B. Cohen Show, we will talk about everything people are too scared to say out loud. Anywhere from falling in love with the wrong person, surrounding yourself with the wrong people, bad friendships, friendship struggles. You know that feeling when you want to throw a party, but you don't know if anyone will show up? Well, that's how I feel right now. So if you are here, welcome to the party. I know you'll have a great time. When did you realize or start to think like something's not right? Probably like eight, nine months in, things just like were, wasn't the same as how it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, oh, like it's just like I would just make excuses like and I do want to be very, very clear that like someone can love you and be your best friend and you can have so many m- memories with them that you love, but they can also be unhealthy for you and they can also treat you in very controlling ways. Mm-hmm. That does not have to be separate. And that was something for me that was really hard to process in it because I didn't really understand. Like, I remember thinking, having these feelings, like, I don't think this is right. Like, I don't think this is healthy. But then I'd be like, oh, well, no relationship's perfect. Like, I know he'll be with me forever. So do you like, think, I'll just deal with do it. Do you think in the moment you thought, oh, he has my best interest. Like, he's just doing this to protect me. Or he's just saying this because he loves me. Or did oh, you yeah. know, this is a little, little manipulative or this is a little wrong. I would start to question things because mm-hmm. it would usually come in phrases like, you know, I'd never try to tell you what to wear, but <laughs> do you think you're respecting yourself. Do you think mm-hmm. my mom would like that? Things like that, that it, like at the time. And if you know, like the way we were raised, I think for me, I crave discipline. Like I crave someone mm-hmm. who like is worried about me, who's constantly watching me, who's constantly asking where I am because I'm like, you love me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. You well, I mean, somebody can love you, but not love you well. You yeah. know, I think that is very important in a relationship. It's like sometimes, you know, love is not enough if you yeah. if you don't know how to treat me well enough. But was there anything during your relationship, like a physical manifestation in your body and your health that kind of was maybe trying to give you a little wink yeah. as to what was going on? That's a good, that's a good question. So I'm really oh, good at this. Like if you have nervous to talk about like this part <laughs> makes me sad. So I lost about like 25 pounds the last year of dating and I was testing positive for multiple sclerosis. And the only person that knew that was my mom. Because I I don't know why I didn't, like, feel okay to, like, talk about it there. And I was going to all these scans, like, alone. And because that was not on him. Like, he was working. But, like, yeah. doing th- – I, I didn't realize – I woke up alone every single day. I spent every single day alone until 6 p.m. And I remember, like, sitting in the car after, like, getting these scans back. And the doctor was like, this is a positive test for MS. Like, you need to go get a deeper MRI of, like, your nerves. And I was just, like, crying in the car because I was, like, scared. I didn't know you tested positive for MS. And I I think it's also important to note for anyone listening, like, when you're dating an athlete, and you can speak more to this, but it's kind of all about them. So if something happens to you, you can't tell them. You can't tell them. Because, like, it's going to affect my practice. It's going to affect my game. Mm -hmm. Like, things like that. And so, yeah, I didn't tell anybody. And also because I didn't, it wasn't a definitive yes. It was, this is positive, but we need to do more testing. And then I was driving home to Rhode Island because that's where my insurance worked. So I would drive home to get these MRIs. And then so the test, why I was getting tested was because my my spine was shocking me. Like literally I would be sitting and all of a sudden I'd get an electric shock up my spine. It's super painful and you go like this, like you get a reflex. And it's scary too because you're like, what just happened in my nervous system? Luckily though, like when we got the MRIs back, my nerves look good. It's something that I still have to like keep following up. But it was kind of just determined that 
what it probably was was that the muscles in my back and my neck were so tense that it was pinching mm. on nerves that were causing this like shock up my back. But if you think about when you're anxious or when you're nervous, you kind of go like mm-hmm. this. You're tense. And I was kind of always walking on eggshells. I was just like, I don't know. I think it's when, you, when you're when you constantly denying a truth, like your body will remind you, your body will check you, your body will tell you like this isn't right. Like, And it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. This could be anything that mm-hmm. you're going through where you feel like your body is not well. Um, this actually just happened to a friend of mine where she was getting like intense stomach pains, like ulcers, like she was so unwell, but all of her tests came back normal. And she actually ended up getting out of this relationship she was in and the, the symptoms went away. Wow. That's a, a book I'm reading right now. Actually, we interviewed a girl, Jessica Seppel, and she told us to read the book by Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. Superhuman, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was listening to it on Audible, but that's one of the things he talks about is like, you know, your your emotional well-being and your physical well-being are so interconnected yeah, yeah. that like there's actually no possibility that if you're going through some kind of a stress that it's not going to manifest yeah. somewhere in your body. And sometimes if you're not, you know, we've built so many constructs in our brain to prevent us from feeling trauma and from feeling hurt. So sometimes you can be aware of it by a physical symptom first yeah. and then kind of dive into like, what is this trying to tell me? Yeah. And I was running and running and running as fast as I could away from all of those things, which was that's my like, that's something that I need to be accountable for on my end of not listening and not wanting to make myself uncomfortable. Like conversations got me nowhere. So I just stopped having them mm-hmm. like that's not OK. And then also just ignoring and ignoring and not wanting to make the decision that, you know what, maybe I need to be on my own or maybe this isn't right. Like, I think when you're with somebody and you live with them, you're like, well, if we break up, I have to move. Like, yeah, I have yeah, to find yeah. somewhere. Like, no one wants to do that. So a lot of times we just stay and we're unhappy. And like, I think I was guilty of doing that. And at the same like the devil, you know, better than the devil. You don't then know. You don't know. Yes. But like mm-hmm. in, in terms of physical manifestations, like I was the thinnest I've ever been in my life, mm-hmm. and I was eating everything that I wanted, like anything and everything. I was like, well, I'm trying to gain weight, like anything I want, I'm going to eat. And I just wasn't gaining any of my weight back, and I couldn't sleep at night. I was I was smoking weed every single night to fall asleep. And then I would wake up, I would have a sleep paralysis where like I knew it was the morning and I knew I was sleeping in, and I wanted to be up. Like, And then I would feel so guilty. I feel like such a bum. Like, why are you sleeping in past 9.30? Why are you sleeping in past 10? But I would be asleep and I would like be dreaming vividly, but not able to wake up. And then I would wake up with like a migraine and I just felt awful. Do you think your body knew your body knew that you were depressed? Maybe I was fully depressed. And, and that's something that I did not know. Yeah. I, well, didn't I was recognize. on antidepressants. Really? I and went do you think on they them. helped? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I tried. Like I, I knew enough that I was seeing a psychiatrist and I was listening to podcasts on how okay. to deal with someone that has blank, blank, blank traits that I'm mm-hmm. not going to say because that's not my diagnosis to give. But that was a question I saw once where it was like, oh, was it this way because you broke up? And I'm like, it took everything in me not to be like, no, it was this way. Oh, so in. even in the relationship, you had kind of. I knew. So you had I, knew. I, didn't know I was listening to like podcasts. I was I have screenshots on my phone from like two years, a year and a half ago of like how to like I was curious. I was like, because I felt like something was off. But like, like I said, someone can still love you genuinely and have these feelings for you, but carry around their own trauma that causes them to act in ways that makes them feel safe, but it's not healthy for you. That is a very confusing situation to be in. So what would you say to women? Because I think there's a lot of women out there who, or men who are in similar relationships like yours. They know it's toxic, but they're not telling anyone. So I imagine you felt really alone because you never, at the time, 
you guys were this lovey-dovey pictures, doing all these things together, doing red carpets together, and it looks like this perfect couple. Because mm-hmm. he wants everything to look perfect always. Yeah. Which I was guilty of also wanting things to look perfect because I never want, I didn't want to have a failed relationship. Yeah. I think I felt a lot of pressure also with this comparison to like my older sister yeah. and her relationship. And I was like, I cannot fail. You found yeah. out, you found out of infidelity from a Dumois post, right? Someone had shared it with well, you. Well, technically, first I found out from Olivia because she was there. Yeah. Olivia calls me at six in the morning. Where is there? She's in Arizona. This For a Super, like Bowl Super Bowl party. Yep. And there was a Drake concert the night before. She calls me and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I want you to hear this from me. Like, he's cheating on you. And I just remember my stomach drops. Like, I want to throw up. Like, I can still feel that feeling. And then I call him and I go, is there anything you want to tell me? I've never heard this tone in his voice before. It was, no, I don't want to tell you. Wow. And I was just like, that was when I just kind of shattered because I was like, this is a different person. You knew. This is a different human. Like, I don't know this version of you. And it was terrifying. And we had like a long conversation. And one of the last things that I will never forget him saying to me was, I really wouldn't go forward with that story because that's not how I remember it. That's not how I remember it. Wow. Like it wasn't always like that. And the reason like you stay is because you're like, well, I can get back to the person I met in the beginning. Like, of course, like I remember coming out. He would drive me to my appointments, and I would come out, and on the front seat, there'd be, like, a YSL bag, like, waiting for me. There'd be notes and poems. I would wake up to poems written about me on my pillow. That's called love bombing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so explain what love bombing is. So love bombing, there is, like, a psychological cycle of love bombing. So you fall for someone, you have dopamine, you have oxytocin that surges in your brain, and it actually creates, like, an attachment to this person. If you want to throw in what a trauma bond is, you have that oxytocin and dopamine, and then you have the, like— cortisol spikes of when you have those fights, but then they bring back the good person and you have the dopamine and the oxytocin. And it's this vicious cycle that's 20 times more addictive than heroin, I think. Wow. Yeah, heroin. So like it's this high and low toxic ups and downs. And if they're covert, it's very subtle. It's very subtle of like a lot of silent treatments, a lot of like, I feel like you're mad at me, but like you're not acting. Oh my God, I I was in that. I was in that cycle for many years. Yes, so it's very confusing. Sometimes I almost wish that it was more obvious. Yeah. So I could like really be like, yes, I know. But when it's super subtle little things, confusing. It also keeps you on your toes. Oh, you're on eggshells 24 7. Love bombing is when you first meet somebody. They're perfect, charismatic, outgoing, so loving, saying all the kind words, giving you gifts, like, like showering you with words of affirmation. There's grand also, gestures, grand coming gestures off strong. coming off strong. There's even sexual love bombing, which is like being super intimate with somebody repeatedly because women, after you have sex, your brain gives off dopamine. It gives off oxytocin and you form this connection with someone. Interesting. Then it stops because they're like, gotcha. Okay. Next, I want to talk to you guys about this new brand that I'm loving and personally taking. They have amazing products. So Via Hemp. Via Hemp Co. is one of the leading brands in the hemp and CBD industry and sells an impressive range of award-winning products. Their hemp gummies can be purchased in all 50 states because I think that's what a lot of people think of is how am I supposed to order this? I want it now. I want to order it online. I want it to be conspicuous. And it is. You don't have to go to a club or anything like that and take time out of day. You really can go onto their website 
and order these hemp products. So Biohemp gummies can be purchased in all 50 states and can be shipped discreetly to your door since they contain less than the 0.3% Delta 9 on their dry weight basis. So we're covering that, right? I love the high love. So this is going to increase blood flow, ignite pleasure, awaken your senses, all the things. So take this before a little sexy time. I mean, and ignite the senses sounds pretty amazing. I've also used their Dreams Delta 9 and CBN product. I personally have been trying to get away from melatonin. There's a ton of studies that are coming out saying that, you know, the effects on melatonin, you really need to make your own, have your body make your own. So I'm trying to get away from melatonin products and go to more natural. So that's what I use. I use the Delta 9 Dreams CBN product from Biohemp and I've been loving it. It has properties of hemp that can relax and and encourage sleep. So I've been taking those pretty regularly and have really added it to my life. So if you want to try this out, head to viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use the code BARELYFILTERED to receive 15% off and get one free sample on any order. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. And I hope that you guys love it as much as I do. Someone we know... Yeah, was doing some digging for me around the team. And that was how I got confirmation that this wasn't the first girl also. Because he had said to this <sighs> teammate. Yeah, he was like, ladies don't have to know about tonight. Yeah. And this teammate was like, I'm single, so it's fine. He goes, oh, well, I'm having fun tonight. Yeah, like if she doesn't know, she, like, yeah. she doesn't have to yeah, know. Yeah, I was blindsided as well. Because to me, and I think probably because I'm your older sister, he was on his very best behavior. He was. He always was. Ugh, I just like, I felt like I couldn't do anything right around him ever. Like mm-hmm. it was always like I was bothering him. Like I was doing something. And I'm like, why are, why are we in this relationship then? Yeah. yeah. And then, okay, so we're, just because I know people want to ask, ask this is, do you hate Alex Earl? Do you have bad <laughs> feelings? Like what, what do you think? Because I have, for me, I would hate someone who hated, like, you know, came in between. But at the same time, he's a grown ass man who made very poor decisions. And I think sometimes in society we forget like, it's the man's fault too, or who the person oh, yeah. who cheated? Well, who was the person that had the yeah. commitment? Who was yeah, the person exactly. that betrayed? Exactly. That's, that's that's what really frustrated me about this whole situation was that the internet just took it as like pinning Alex people. versus Soph. Yeah. yeah, and also on my end, I posted a TikTok about like the new supply, and that got put viral, which I had like maybe three or five thousand followers on TikTok at this point. Like I really didn't think it was it was a voiceover to Kanye West. Okay, I was like, this isn't that serious. Wait, what did you do? It was a voiceover to Kanye West being like, can I talk my shit again? Like, that was a voiceover. But why? What was... I don't understand. Just so, pretend like what, I'm not Gen X. Okay. Yeah. So do you, there's a, it's like this thing called narc talk. And like, there's like a lot of things. I'm more confused. Uh, Aurora and I are like, do you I know what this is? Speak. <laughs> is this on the Google machine? Yeah. Is this on the Google machine? Let me put this... Okay. So everybody knows like on TikTok a lot, you'll put up like TikToks about like your ex. Like you can put anything up on TikTok. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wild west. It's a wild west. But because like... The new girl is her. What did you post? So I posted a TikTok. It was a Kanye West voiceover that was like, can I talk my shit again? And I had been so silent. You I had were. been so good. I had been like, I'm not going to say anything. They can have their own journey together. Like, I'm not going to call them out. This was just incessant, like getting tagged in things, getting sent things. Like I cracked and I was just like, I can't take this anymore. So not my best moment. I wish I didn't do it, but like I did. And I think anybody in there in the position that I was in, could have done a lot you worse. Felt like oh, you yeah. needed to defend and explain yourself. Yes, I was just because then I also had my my friends and community online that were like, "You need to call this out. Like this is bullshit." Because there were people that knew because they saw the Dumas post. Yeah. Like, um, okay, so what did you call out? What did you feel like you needed to clarify? I was just like, 
girl watch out. No, oh, we, okay. So oh, you yeah. said girl watch out to Alex. <laughs> it was it was kind of like when the when the new supply starts catching on, and then the voiceover was, "Can I talk my shit again?" Okay, yeah. Got like, it. Honestly, okay, though, so it was, was like, kind of low key petty, kind of low key petty. But the funniest part was like, I literally funny. put up that TikTok while I was like literally in a car driving home from New York with this guy that I was dating, and I'm just like, it like, wasn't that big so of a thing. So you were riding a high, you were yeah. feeling good, and you were like. I'm gonna do this. No, I was I'm- just like so, and I was so sick of being tagged and all of these things. And I was like, I just want my peace. This didn't give me peace, so don't do what I did. But <laughs> so, okay, so do you hate Alex Earl? What so, are your thoughts on them right now? I think at the end of the day, he was the one that had the loyalty to me. I've been accused of being the other girl before, and I will say like I went and did everything in my power to prove like, do you want text receipts? Like, do you, like I'm so sorry you like. And to just prove, like, this was never the cause or the case. Because yeah. I think that, that is what you do if you ever find out yes. that you're the other girl. and Because she might not have been aware. Yeah. Like, who knows what was said? Yeah. But I actually reached out to her. And I was like, hey, I just oh. want to say I'm, like, really sorry that this is turning into girl versus girl. Like, you didn't owe me. You don't owe me anything. He was the only person that had loyalty to me. Like, Was like, that therapeutic for you? I just didn't want her to think that, like. That this you were is, starting a war. Yeah. Because, yeah. because yeah. first of all, the TikTok immediately, I was like. I didn't think it would blow up and it blew up. Like I I posted way worse TikToks about yeah. him. I'm not gonna lie. Those yeah. didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but when that one blew up, I was like, archive, archive, like yeah. all the other ones. Because my t- I didn't have anybody on TikTok at- and I ended it with, I really hope he's better for you. Like I do, because I do think people grow. I think people learn. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we show up and we're not our best selves. I was really just at a point where I was like, I want this to end, the back and forth. So I just reached out. I was like, and she agreed. We were like, this just needs to stop. Like, yeah. This is so Good. not helping anybody. And like at the end of the day, I just want to move forward. Yeah. And this was back in July, like when everything was like yeah. getting crazy on the Internet. How did it affect? Because I do want to to go from, OK, you know, you found this all out. You're you're not broken up, but it affected you and your weight and your mental health. And you're getting these texts. You're getting tagged by strangers on the Internet. And I remember like you could not eat. You were like Mm-mm. skin and bone. And I think like you weren't intentional. You didn't have an eating disorder where you're like, I need to be skinny, so oh I'm not going to no. eat. I was eating anything you, like, I could. Would you say you unintentionally had an eating disorder because of your depression that you were in? No. So the language there can be very confusing because yeah. eating disorders, this is where nutritionist girl comes yes. out. Eating disorders are a true mental disease. Like there's body dysmorphia that takes into play. Like it's truly like you can't just look at somebody and that. This is what really bothers me when people accuse me of having one online because yeah. I'm like, you don't understand how severe they are. And these people that suffer from eating disorders, it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice. There are people that really restrict and diet too heavily, but it's different than a true eating disorder. There's disordered eating. But what I was going through was I was so anxious all the time that if I ate, I would get physically sick. Like, Coupled with the fact that you have a digestive problem. Yes, and I yeah. also have an autoimmune issue where I was, my weight has been a struggle my entire life. I was in nutritionist's office when I was in elementary school because between fourth and fifth grade, I didn't gain a pound. That's not normal. That's when kids are supposed to have a growth spurt. Yeah. And I didn't gain one single pound. So from a, a young age, I was always skin and bones, like very tiny. And then this relationship just like not listening to my intuition and ignoring things caused me to lose weight. Then the breakup hit. And then I lost even more weight. And my parents were literally about to commit me to a hospital. Yeah, like I remember. So That's concerned. when I was like, every troll, I was like, don't you start. Don't yeah. you yeah. start. Yeah. My yeah. sisters were like, delete tough. your social media, get offline. Because like I was so unwell. And what I ended up having to do was to go see my psychiatrist and just get on medication that would at least bring down my heart rate and bring down like 
the level of anxiety I was experiencing so that I could eat a meal without getting sick. So how did you, because a lot of people, when they go through breakups, they either, you know, binge or don't eat or unintentionally, you know, and have have like depression issues. Obviously, yeah. you're sad. What are some things that helped you? Because you're so much better now. Oh, my so gosh. Better, like guys, night and day. Yeah. How did you, yeah. back? How did how did you, did you get, get from there to here? Yeah. So immediately when everything happened, I got a new therapist that I was like, this is what I'm going through. This is what I went through. I had somebody that was a specialist, too, actually. One was like kind of a breakup therapist coach that was like walking me through the chemical like balances in your brain that are happening through a breakup like that your brain goes through, which really helped me understand like psychologically what was going on, like scientifically, like that's yeah. how my brain works. I right. like that's to know good. what's it going on. It helps you detach also and yeah. not really. feel like this is me because yeah. it's like, this isn't me. This is just chemistry in my, my brain. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm withdrawing literally from a drug. That's what a breakup yeah. is. And I read the book Attached. That really helped me. Oh. I would like if I was ever like, and one thing I will say that was just like innately born into me that I'm very grateful for is like, if someone doesn't want me, I do not want you. Yep. Doesn't mean it didn't hurt. Doesn't mean it didn't really traumatize me and that I don't have major trust issues. But no part of me would want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with me. Yeah. Oh, so, I feel like that makes me want to be with you more. If you really, want to be with oh me, my God, I'm no. like, I'm, there's like a Groucho. Kristen always makes fun of me because I'm always quoting things. But like Groucho Marx says this quote that's like, I don't want to be part of any club that would have me as a member. So like if somebody oh, yeah. likes me, I'm like, nah, there's something wrong with you. I am the polar opposite. I feel like I have such a fragile like sense of being the youngest sibling. I think sometimes you're always just like, eh, get out. Like you're so annoying. You're you're the little little sister. So I would never want to be in a relationship where I felt unwanted. So after going through all of that, it was just no part of me was like, I want you back. Yeah. But I was very frustrated in what I went through and the fact that no one knew. And that was partially on my my fault for, but also having to understand like not, and this is why I did stay silent for a long time. Like, not everybody needs to know what's going on in your life. Yeah, especially you don't need so- to share every detail. You don't. No one told me <laughs> as that. I'm on this podcast. No one told me that. No, that's the thing. You don't. But then, and I would, and I didn't want to because I always wanted to be this elevated sense of self. I didn't want to stoop to that level. And I was like in therapy, and she was like, "You don't need to do anything to impress anyone. Like if it feels right for you, if you think like this will help other people, and you want to share it, like that's your prerogative." Who cares what people like you're going to get people that are like, keep this private. Like, you don't need to talk about it. And then you'll get people that are like, thank you so much. You helped mm-hmm. me get through my my experience. Right. Yeah. I do think people will be will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, she says she wants to move on. But here she is on a podcast talking yeah. about it. But you know what? It's like sometimes it takes months. It takes years yeah. just to kind of really see things with that retrospective eye in mm-hmm. more clarity. And to be completely honest, if I wasn't moved on, I couldn't be here. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Sure. That's, I, it takes do you know time. How many podcasts I got asked to go on when all oh, the, I'm like, sure huge podcasts, and I was like, no, 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 I couldn't do it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to talk about it. Couldn't talk about it because I was not like I wasn't in a place emotionally where I was well enough. Now I'm like fully moved on. Are you dating somebody? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? That would be a spin. You have a boyfriend? So what are, okay, in this new relationship, which is so exciting and we're so happy for you, what have you learned from your last relationship? Oh my God. I don't have that much time, but what have you learned that you're carrying to this new relationship? So one thing that I want to say right off the bat, I made this boy wait for quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I was like, to have sex? Not that part. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, never mind. That's awkward. Well, I will say there is a healing phase. Some people don't want to date. They don't want to go out. I was gone to the wild winds. Yeah, was Sophie like, was like, I was like, I think she's moved on. She has eight boyfriends. I right had now. a lot of boyfriends for a hot minute. And then this one won. You know how he won? Because he was like, I have feelings for you. I know you have a roster. Those were his words. <gasps> oh my God. Kind of rude. <laughs> He's like, I know you're a dirty skank and you're I'm really into it. <laughs> no, he was like, he was like, and I want you to be able to do that. He's like, I want you to be able to have your fun and heal. He's like, but I know I have feelings for you and this is getting in the way of like my peace. Oh. And he was like, so we need to just like take a step back. I was dating other people and he knew and it was like, so is, he, was he, is he an athlete too, just like your last boyfriend? No. He is a lawyer. So He's normal. Look at that. Love a good normal My guy. My dad was like, yeah, like a lawyer. Yeah. And he's very funny and so sweet. He's getting me into meditation. He's teaching me how to do transcendental meditation. Oh, are you getting certified? You know you have to go and get... Um, I want to. Right now, he's just like easing me into it. Okay. This morning, we, we journaled together, which was really cute. Wow. What are some, some traits in a partner that you appreciate now you're like oh my god thank god he is x y and z someone who i can have my and like feel all my emotions around and not feel like that's not okay like before we were dating i would literally like i've i've called him when i've had panic attacks and he'll come right over and he'll like help me get through them like he's just so stable and so like supportive of what i went through because obviously he knows and wanting me to feel my best and like grow and not not want me to be anything or where, any place other than where I'm at. I love that. So, Do you ever feel like you're craving the roller coaster dopamine rush of kind of an unstable toxic. relationship? So it's funny because before so like I said I was single and dating and there was someone before him that I was dating and like everything was great in the beginning and then I started getting these same feelings of like I am holding things in. I am not showing up as myself. Like, I, I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need to tell Sometimes you. Sometimes that's all your body will do to tell you. Oh, my back was not electrocuting me. It, this wasn't like that. But I realized, like, admittedly, in my patterns in the past, because that's something I did when I was going through this breakup, too, was to identify my dating history and my dating patterns. That's what I worked with this therapist on. And I had a tendency to go towards men that were controlling, that were very like obs observance not the word what's the word when somebody is like like watches you a lot oh like hyper vigilant <laughs> hyper vigilant yeah yes i had a tendency to go towards men that were hyper vigilant and codependent and had status of some sort and that was something within me that i needed to heal because i now don't feel like i need to be with anybody that has a certain status i, I actually that. that scares me and I was dating a few people. One of them was like super successful, super smart. And like that was very attractive to me. But then I realized we did not have an emotional connection at all. Past me probably would have been like, it will grow. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to jump in. Now where I'm at, like I think everybody has what they want in life. Like whether it's a career, money, fame, family, love. Like since I was a little, little girl, all I wanted was like family and like a great husband. Like that's something I've always like wanted in life. And I realized I was like, if you want that, stop making these decisions that are not going to get you that. Yeah. Like, you don't have an emotional connection with this guy. Yeah. Why right. are you wasting your and time? And don't go for the things that you think society thinks you should yeah. have. And I used to do that a lot. I think I was very young, very impressionable. I grew up, I grew up in front of like social media and like I was just at that perfect age of being way too impressionable to be mm -hmm. like having 
a following like of any kind. Right. And you naturally are not a very I'm so shy. Yeah, she's <laughs> Sophie's like super shy. I think it was like last year where she could like finally make eye contact with a waitress and like order her own food. <laughs> okay, that is not true. My siblings <laughs> always say that about true. me. When I was younger, yes, I was like so so such a fraidy cat, but I came out in college. Like I was fine. I was good then. But into the sense of like feeling like everything that I have to say is like so interesting and so worthy of people's attention. To this day, I lack that. Like when I go on my Instagram, like I can do it. Like I'm good. But there's always a voice in the back of my head that's like, no one cares about well, this. Mm-hmm. I kind of see- feel, I, I did want to ask you this question because I feel like during the times in your life, like you're, you have health, you've had health issues for quite some time where like that I feel like you're finally getting to the yeah. bottom of, but like being swept up in this world where your sister was Miss Universe when you were very young and you like, you had this path card carved for you that you didn't really necessarily even choose for yourself. Do you ever feel like you're living a life that's not really in accordance to your own personal values and what you want to show up as? Yeah, I think part of me that was that was a part of me that did feel that way and that felt in, an immense sense of like imposter syndrome of feeling like I don't understand how I'm living this life like when my soul is like so like wants to be in a meadow somewhere like, yeah. In <laughs> yeah. raising buddies yeah. raising buddies alone yeah. maybe with a cute boy a couple kids but yeah. then I started to try and just shift my perspective of instead of coming from like fear and anxiety like this is a gift like You can reach so many people. You can forge a career that you want. Like, so many people don't get that. Like, imagine, like, I I realized, like, I was being ungrateful for what I was given. So really practicing, like, you can make this what you want. And also, if it's meant for you, like, it's for a reason. So let it try and make the best of it and, like, grow into it. And I feel like I did that. But I definitely went, like, wrong ways. And I got into complicated relationships that I shouldn't have ever maybe been in. But actually, I don't want to say that because... Honestly, like, I feel like I can breathe. Like, I feel like I've done so much self-reflection and and just ha- if you ignore things long enough, life will just keep throwing them at you until, like, you break. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I shattered. Like, yeah. I feel like I was like, what am I doing? Like, I wasn't this this pain that I'm in wasn't worth the pain I was in before. Yeah. You know, if it was like this immense like road of rainbows and happiness and butterflies and then this immense pain, like that would be a little bit of a different experience. But what I was going through, I was like, this wasn't even worth it. Mm -hmm. Like I just wasted two years of my life. That's what I felt. And now I'm like, I've, there's like a very like subtle, fine line between like having grace for yourself and then also being accountable. Like, because there are things that were just shitty that I went through. Like Mm -hmm. I have to have grace for the fact that like, like after you get out of something like that, your body actually craves rest and mm-hmm. sleep because your nervous system is coming out of fight or flight and you're finally in rest and digest. So your body is so tired and you feel like you can't get anything done during the day that you want to get done, which if you're trying to build yourself back up, that's really frustrating because yeah. you're like, I just want to get up and kick ass today. But you're like, my body is literally like falling asleep. And the whole world looking at you like, is she yeah. doing well? She doesn't look well. Yeah, yeah. she moved on. That's no, terrible. Literally. Society, because I remember we were at Olivia's house and you were broken. Broken. Bro- completely shattered, like you said. And I remember we're trying to hype you up and tell you, this is the best thing and probably the worst things you want to hear. You'll get, this, yeah. you, you've hit rock bottom and the only ways up from here, yeah. you know. My lip thing. is like quivering. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many catchphrases for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And Christian's like, you know, just get through the day. Just you do work, some sprints. Work yeah. out. You know, I was like, drink water. I think like leaning on support system, people who will love you through thick and thin 
And all of us are still here. And I think it sounds like therapy was major for you. It was major. And also one of these quotes that my mom, my mom would text me was go where the warmth is. So on a positive note, you've learned so much. You've grown so much. You've put some weight back on. You're free and you've done the work. Like who is Sophie today? And like, what are you working on right now? And like, who do you hope to be after all of this trauma? That was like, that is the biggest question that I've been trying to answer. And sometimes I get super frustrated with myself because I just want to be there already. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I feel like, and this is something that we all say, and anybody who knows me knows, like, if you like to know me is to love me. Like, I don't really, I'm not great at putting out my personality on my social media on my own accord. Like, but if you know me and you know who I really am, like, I'm so different. And I think it frustrates, frustrates Aurora. She's like, I like it better when you show your personality on Instagram. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, again, was just the, impo- it is still is the imposter syndrome. And also like wanting to be, I used to think you could only be one thing. Like you can mm-hmm. only be like this like personality-less artistic Instagrammer into fashion and beauty. You can't be that and wellness. You can't yeah. be that and fun and goofy. And what I've learned is like, you can be whatever the fuck you want. I love and that. you can do everything and anything. And that's something that I think is still something I'm still learning and like still really just being OK in my own skin and realizing like one of the biggest things that I actually came out of this whole situation with is I've always been such a people pleaser. I've always been super agreeable. And my biggest fear was like someone not liking me. I was forced in a situation where people are not going to like me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like me even doing this. Like people are not going to like me. And I'm okay with it. Like I am, and it's That's the beautiful. most freeing thing ever. Yeah, it's like it's like your worst nightmare came, came, true. True, came true of like the whole world having their eyes on you, not believing me, and watching like, you while you're just plummeting, struggling. and you survived. I survived. So mm-hmm. look at that. That's like and Kristen's major teaching of life. Is <laughs> yes. like you can get That's how it. confidence is built when you I, do the hardest yeah. thing you thought you couldn't do. I was probably an asshole. I was like, you need to listen to David Goggins, Soph. Yes, <laughs> yes. you are not a victim here. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing, though. I won't like. Yeah, I don't like the word victim. I don't because like I I think you have to be accountable for situations you allowed yourself to be in and like learn from them and just. Well, don't. And you have so much more depth now yeah. of having yeah. gone through all of this. It's like Olivia and I were. You know, our thing has always been like, oh, she hasn't gone through anything. She's never gone through a breakup. Like, I, ho- we were literally like, we hope, we hoped that you wouldn't get married because you haven't like, if you haven't gone through a breakup, I don't know, you just haven't like, you haven't dug deep yet. And I used to be one of those people that was like, oh my god, you're crying over a boy, get over it. No, it is so much more than that, and I have so much more sensitivity towards anybody going through a heartbreak because it is like a, it is like something in your soul is just like shattered. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's the worst pain I've ever been in. So what's advice you would give to girls who are going through a a breakup or a betrayal or lost? Like, what would you say to them right now? I think one of the big, one of the best things that I did was journaling every night. And I know these sounds so cliche and you're like, I don't want to journal. Like, this isn't going to do anything for me. There's something about a routine and at least making yourself think you're working to be better. Like that, sets you in motion to actually get there and working out for I had to work out like I needed to get my muscle going like growing and like I was so I look at my first day at aloe and I'm like oh my god Hmm. I was so unwell my hair was falling out you know I have I have a huge like I lost so much hair going through this so much she still has Vegamore. so much hair. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> no, well, now I've been using Vegamore. Yeah. Is and it work? Well, yes. oh, nice. Well, I mean, I think so. <laughs> I would like to say yes. So the biggest, what I've learned in breakups is 
surround yourself with your friends, journal, like get into setting intentions. And like literally, I think what all my sisters and I have done is when you go through a breakup, like to write all of the things you want going forward. And it doesn't have to be just about a guy, but like to sleep on it, like Mm -hmm. literally put it under your pillow. And I was getting out a lot, just getting out of the house, not staying in the house and being with my friends. I think I moved into my friend Lizzie's house for like two weeks and slept with her. She cried with me. Her dad cried with me because he's known me since I was like sixth grade. Her dad cried? Oh, yeah. Her parents, like, you know, you have those family, those childhood friends that like their parents are also your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of her parents were in bed with us at one point. Her dad was just like crying. Oh, that's so sweet. And it's going to make me cry because he was just like, oh, it's really going to make me cry. He was like, no one can take away your happiness. Oh. oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, of all the people to make his party. I think that's a good part to leave on. Yeah. Maybe and no that's one the can thing, take though, away. That moment and spending time, I spent a lot of time with my niece, Iris, who was like, she was just learning my name and she was like, Doofy. 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 She has a little list. Oh. Those moments of feeling like true, deep, unconditional love like would bring me to tears. And like that in a way actually really healed me because I realized like, this is what I want in life. This is what I want from a partner. And I know and I'm so confident in the fact that like I went through what I went through for a reason. Was there love in our relationship? Of course there was. Like we're not, I wouldn't have been like a robot. But like I said, like when somebody has their own things that they haven't dealt with, it causes them to treat you in a way that sometimes is not healthy. And you make excuses for them because you're like, well, I know what they went through. I know why he's doing this. I wasn't an idiot. Like I, I could put the pieces together. And now, you, like, and now you have an understanding of what you do want. Yeah. And now you're going towards that. Yeah. Yay. I love Can't that. Can't wait to and see I the next did. chapter. Yay. I hope it's not. Can't well, wait you to know meet what? the guy. The, I know you haven't met him yet. I have a contract I need him to read for free. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for free. Those lawyers are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love you, Soph, and we're proud of you. And we've seen your growth. We've seen you at rock bottom. And we see you've put in the work. And I think that's what it comes down to is putting in the work. So thank you for yes. sharing love you. your story. Love we you love you. And we're proud of you. Thank you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.